0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com.
1: He's a fan of logic and reason. Except when it comes to Tiger Woods. The Tim Donnelly Show
0: on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are taking the show on the road next week. Packing our bags, getting out of the office. Taking in some food, some drink. Uh, Leading up to the men's NCAA tournament. Catch us next week broadcasting the Tim Donnelly Show live on Monday from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, on Tuesday from Inland Reef in Virginia Beach, and Wednesday from Old Beach Tavern in Virginia Beach.
2: And Tim, if listeners want to get a little preview of what the draft party is going to look like, of me eat, uh, eating some spicy wings, I'm gonna I'm gonna be eating wings along this road trip next week. I'm gonna, gonna try hot? to get spicier and spicier oh, okay. as the week goes on, because again, you know me, I'm, I'm not I'm not a spicy person, a spicy <sighs> food type of person so you're not I'm, a spicy person what a way to say it. there we go <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna be uh ramping up so if you want to get a little preview come on out and see me suffer live on the air
0: all right there you go uh that's all happening next week leading up to the uh men's ncaa tournament as you heard me mention um also our internet is down here so Bear with us. We're not sure if phone lines are working, text line, we think we have access to. Um, but we are uh we obviously want to hear from you. So keep calling and texting uh and and we'll let you know if and when things are are down and when they're up. Um but it is the Tim Donnelly show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. DeAndre Hopkins. Do you know what he is? He's available. You know what he is? He's the wide receiver version of Derrick Henry this offseason. If you need a guy to, to show up and be good, but not for long, that's your guy. He was on the Pat McAfee Show talking about trade rumors.
1: A lot of trade talks, but, you know, I, I take things day for day, man. I don't look forward to the future. I live in the present moment. Right now the Arizona Cardinals is, uh, you know, is the team and the roster that I'm on. And, uh, you know, I'm preparing myself uh, for whatever the future holds. Uh, you know, so I don't really look forward to the future. I'll let you guys do that talk.
0: Okay, wait a second. Hold up there, DeAndre Hopkins. You don't really do any of that you let us de- deal with that. Just a couple of days ago, you were on social media with Des Bryant talking to Dallas. You were in Dallas and and you said this.
1: What's going on, D? What's going on, Triple D? What's happening? I keep, I keep hearing, I keep hearing y'all say my name around here. What's up? Talk to me.
0: Oh, you just let us do it instead you you you're making or asking Dallas to to tell you what's up here's here's the funny part everybody knows he's he's on the block there were reports that when they were hiring a coach they were telling the coach don't expect to be coaching DeAndre Hopkins now who should want DeAndre Hopkins a lot of teams Is he still good is what you need to ask. Did you see him last year? Sure, the Cardinals were bad. DeAndre Hopkins is still good. Is he still good? Absolutely. How long will he be elite? Who knows? Clock is ticking, though. Back nine, right? He is a wide receiver over the age of 30. They usually do start declining at some point. So if I am a team that's building, probably not interested. Right? If I am a team that is that is drafting a, a, a quarterback this year, probably not interested. But if I need a number one wide receiver right now, is he better than all of the other options at his position for this upcoming season? I'm saying for this upcoming season, just for this upcoming season. You are darn right. It's similar to Derrick Henry. Right, Derrick Henry may or may not be being shopped, depending on which Titans insider you you, you listen to. If he's being shopped, contenders should be all in. Go get him for a year, but just do not make plans for 2027 for Derrick Henry or DeAndre Hopkins on your team. Make plans for right now. If you're the Bills and you need Derrick Henry to, to get over the hump this season, do it. Go nuts. If you are uh, the Chiefs and you need a wide receiver and you can get DeAndre Hopkins on the cheap, cheap, you do that. Might be a little expensive for them. If you're the Dolphins and you want to go absolutely crazy with wide receivers and you want to have Tua with with Tyreek, who's a terrible person but he's fast, and Jalen Waddle and DeAndre Hopkins on the possessions, go nuts. But but you there's a position there's a place. That's what I'm looking for. I almost said there's a position, as if like yeah, there's a position for wide receivers. There's a place for aging good players. Sometimes, um, you know, like like you know, if a running back gets over 27, to me, value goes way way down because there's there's way too much proof that running backs after the age of 27 are less and less and less likely to continue to be effective. So if you're a team that's not trying to win a Super Bowl right now. I am almost ageist, right? If you have a a wide receiver over 30 and you're building, you trade that wide receiver over 30 for future assets, younger players, draft picks. But there is a place for the aging stars. And that place is on contenders. And I do feel like we've figured this out with defensive players. We haven't figured it out with offensive players yet. Right? The Indomican Seous of the world have figured it out. The Von Millers of the world have figured it out. Even some some uh like like uh, uh CJ Gardner Johnson or some of these guys who are like, what piece do you need? That's it, that's all you need? I can do that. Let me step in. Right? The the, the Eagles last year. Eagles were good at just about everything. They had a running game that was great. They had wide receivers that were getting it done, Smith and Brown. They had tight ends that were good. Their defense was one of the best in the league. They were cruising. But what couldn't they do? Stop the run. They didn't say, well, we need to wait for the draft to get a player that's going to be here for the next 10 years that can stop the run. They said, no, we'll get two 30-something defensive tackles, and Dominick Sue, Linvale, Joseph, we'll put them in there. We'll plug the gap. We'll go all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm sure they said we'll go win the Super Bowl, but they went all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, the the offense can do that too. Find a team that has a running game that's good, that has a quarterback that is worthy, that has an offensive line that's good enough, and say, oh, all you need is a number one. You could try to draft uh, Quentin Johnston or Jackson Smith and Jigba and cross your your fingers that everybody else stays effective long enough to take advantage of it. Or you could just say, DeAndre Hopkins. What will it take to get DeAndre Hopkins? He's really good. You throw jump balls to him. Big hands. Sell a bunch of jerseys. Again, you like I would not hitch my wagon to DeAndre Hopkins for the next however many years, but if I'm trying to win a Super Bowl next year and I have a hole at wide receiver, you are not going to fill it with anybody better. Not for this year. You might be able to acquire somebody that like you might be able to get like a Brandon Ayuk who in total value for the rest of his career might give you more than than this point forward for DeAndre Hopkins. But you can ask any defensive back in the league, hey, we've got third and seven. Right now, you're manned up on one wide receiver. Would you rather guard Ayuk or would you rather guard DeAndre Hopkins? They're all saying, Brandon, Ayuk, strap up. Same with Derrick Henry. Like, you, you get, like this free agency class, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders might give you more if you look over the from this point forward for the rest of his career because it'll be four years maybe or three years maybe. Derrick Henry might only give you one or two, but they're going to be much better than anything you get from Miles Sanders. I understand age and value, okay? So I, I am always, it seems like, erring on the side of youth, but I also understand there's a place for the aging star. As long as expectations match output, DeAndre Hopkins should be on a contender soon, like pre-draft, because then you can plan the rest of your team knowing you have that position filled. And maybe you still draft Jackson Smith and Jigba or Quinton Johnston or Zay Flowers or uh, Jordan Addison or whoever, whatever your wide receiver du jour is out of the draft, and you let them learn. But they're they're much better number two wide receiver fresh out the draft, than they are number one. It's very simple sometimes. Sometimes you don't have to complicate it. Can you guard this guy? No. Bring him in. Would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham Jr.? DeAndre Hopkins. Every – I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. If you look over the last six years, I mean, it's not a comparison. And the injuries – I would actually say, like, physically they're probably equal. Because DeAndre is a little bit older, but Odell Beckham Jr. has a much more uh, intense injury history. Uh, but other other than that, I mean, DeAndre is—he's probably like obviously the 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 PED suspension muddies his legacy. But if you look at just on the, the 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 statistics, the output, he's one of the best of a generation. Really, gosh darn good. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. We have giveaways. Yes? Am I I getting a yes or a no? No. Okay. I was about to say, we're over two-thirds of the way through the show, and I haven't done them yet. Uh, So we (laughs) we don't have giveaways. Sorry to get everybody excited. But we do have the Cowboys finally making a move that makes a little bit of sense. They're almost there. I'll tell you why the Cowboys should cut Zeke Elliott coming up next.
1: Want a shot at the quarterback? You better not miss. Pain heels, chicks, dig scars. Glory. Last forever. Follow at Donnelly Sports on Twitter.
0: The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. show is presented by Larry King Law, and the Cowboys are one step away from finally making the right decision. I mean, we shouldn't assume anything, right? We shouldn't assume that they're going to get there. But uh, they have franchise tagged Tony Pollard. That's not their starting running back from this past year. He only started four games. They have franchise tagged Tony Pollard. Here's Adam Schefter on NFL Live.
1: The Dallas
2: Cowboys put their franchise tag on Tony Pollard. They recognized that they did not want to lose him. He means too much to their offense. And so that franchise tag worth over $10 million officially was placed on Tony Pollard today. And now they'll continue to try to work out the long-term deal that the two sides were unable to get done this past week in Indianapolis when the two sides met about a long-term extension. Now the running back question in Dallas of course, will involve Ezekiel Elliott, who's got no more guaranteed money on his contract. I think there's a chance that the Cowboys wind up moving on from him.
0: There's a chance. There better be a guarantee that they cut Zeke Elliott. The Dallas Cowboys have franchise tag Tony Pollard. Now cut Zeke, then feed the ball to Tony like he's a workhorse and maybe keep him around for one more year after this. You have two running backs that are getting older. Now that Tony Pollard has been tagged, Zeke Elliott is the backup running back for the Cowboys. Okay? He is the backup. On his current contract, Zeke is due more money and will count more against the cap than any other running back in the league. Not most. He's not making a lot. He's making the number one most money of running backs and counting the number one most money of running backs against the cap. You say thank you and you cut him, right? We appreciate everything you've done here. You were very good. We appreciate all the, the, uh, thousand yard seasons, all of the, the feed me signs. We like what you did with Dak and his development. Like, so you, you, you get him a watch gold and you send him to retirement from the Cowboys. If he wants to go play somewhere else, go ahead. Matter of fact, you hope he does because he doesn't have the juice. He's going to go to the Cardinals, Tim. Go That's- to the Cardinals. Love it. Just follow Emmett Smith. Everybody follows the blueprint now. You're the Packers quarterback for 15 years. You go play for the Jets. Optimistic. We didn't think it's going to happen. You're the, the Cowboys, one of the highest rushers of a decade. Then you go to the Cardinals like Emmett Smith. That's what you do. Right? Trying to think, of who else could follow some kind of some kind of path? Um, Devonte Adams would go to the Patriots and break the record for touchdowns because Randy Moss went to the Raiders for a weird portion. And then went to the Stafford's going to end up back in Detroit now that they're good. Mm. Don't be mean to golf. Sorry, don't be mean to golf. Give his job away. My point is this: the Cowboys have been in their their own way in their backfield for years. Right, It's been, Tony Pollard for the last two years has been the better running back, and they've refused to acknowledge it. They keep giving the ball to Zeke, who at first it was like, okay, he's good enough. Then it became, okay, he's not good enough. You're hurting yourself by not giving it to Tony. Now they've put themselves in a situation where it's either or. You can't pay Tony $10.9 million, which is what the franchise tag is, and he's on the tag, and also pay Zeke like 15, which is what his deal would be. So if Zeke wanted to renegotiate, this isn't a renegotiate, right? It's not like a hey, we, we owe you 15, would you take 12? It's like a, hey, would you take the veteran minimum? If he wants to come back and play for the, the Cowboys for two or three million dollars, he can be a short yardage back with a very, very well known name. That's it. And you have to be that firm about it. That's all. No more. The Dallas Cowboys franchise t- tagged Tony Pollard, and that makes it so they are inches away from finally getting over this, this seesaw will-they-won't-they they thing that has been ruining their offense. You can get a, a legitimate hierarchy, get a young running back to be the backup, because Tony Pollard's not going to last forever. You've done this will-they-won't-they they so long, but that now Tony Pollard is to the point where you have to start making succession plans. Get a young running back in there behind him. And then after this season, maybe, definitely after the next, expect Pollard to be passing off the torch. And again, you can do it in a nice way. I'm being kind of cold and callous and calculated about it. Like, I am am i i don't know them, right? It's the great scene in Moneyball. Don't get to know the players. Why? Because you might have to cut them one day. Like, I don't know the players. The, the Cowboys do. You know Zeke. In a couple years, you're going to know Tony. Like, you probably got nicknames. You see him in the hallway. You say, "How you doing?" So you can say, "Listen, thank you. You're cut." I would just say, "You're cut." You know what I mean? Because I, I they're they're just they're fantasy football players to me. I've I probably have cut them in the past. I've definitely traded them away. Tried to sell high. Well, on his current contract, Zeke shouldn't be anywhere near your facility, especially because he probably has injury guarantees and stuff. I don't want him working out. Do it now. Save the cap space also. All right? No more guaranteed money. Save the cap space. Spend it on probably offensive line. And also let CD be the face of the organization for a second. Some minute or two. Let the let the guy take over. All right, let's go to the text line. Uh by the way, Dream text line is open, 757 687 9494. I know we can use the text line at least. Um, our, our internet is down here, but I don't think it's impacting
2: too much. So, so keep the interactions coming. Robbie, what do you got? From the 757, you never draft a running back in the first round unless you truly believe that he's your missing piece that you need for a Super Bowl. I think there's an, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. And the Cowboys
0: missed completely on this, which is part of their problem. There's an order of operations to building a roster. You build the offensive line first. Get some weapons. Don't have to be the best weapons, get some weapons. Then you get your young quarterback. Young quarterbacks start developing, you go wide receivers. I'm talking about building an offense. Defense you you also want to be on a similar trajectory. You go wide receivers and tight ends so as your quarterback develops, they they are like think about the 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 Jags, right? Year one, no help. Year two, a little bit more help. Year three, he's gonna have a bunch more help. You wanna keep that going so they keep getting better, keep getting more and more advanced so you can take more advantage of of their abilities. Uh and then the last piece of the offense is the running back. I don't even mind, you know, there are some people that are anti running back in the first round, every which way. No, 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 no. I don't mind it. Like if the Bills had a late first and drafted B. John Robinson, I don't hate that. Because I don't think they have a ton of other holes they have to fill. I know their defense is is being a little bit pillaged. Tremaine Edmonds probably not going back, a few others. But like if your offense has one piece and it's a running back, that's when you do it. But if you have any other options, you do that first. So if, if I'm the Cowboys, they have a lot of other holes they need to fill. Don't spend on the running back. You spend on the running back last. It's the final thing because they have the shortest shelf life. What else do they send on the text line?
2: Tim, we've been talking a lot about Lamar and and kind of his situation and any advice that people would give him. There's a text from from the seven five seven saying that there should be zero guarantees yeah. in the NFL, especially for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson.
0: I I I I disagree. Um, and and I read this text earlier they they, they basically said you don't get a guaranteed contract unless you can guarantee a championship, and if you can't guarantee a championship, so so. Here's the only way I think this works. If every team, like you take the full salary cap, whatever it is, $225 million, and you agree on a stat that somehow grades everyone on their ability, like their impact on winning, right? The, the, uh, like win quotient or whatever. And if a play, and then you just divide it up, right? Who, like what player contributed 20% to winning? If a quarterback is worth 30% of wins, then that quarterback at the end of the year gets 30% of the salary cap. But that's never going to happen. Players have leverage, right? They're not going to play on zero guaranteed dollars because some other team is going to offer them more. It's all a leverage game. If Lamar has enough leverage, he'll get a fully guaranteed contract. If he doesn't, he won't. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. There's all there's a great question that's asked all the time. This is This is like one of the great bar debates. What would fill-in-the-blank old-time player be like in a social media world? What would Rodman be like in a social media world? What would Reggie Jackson have been like if they had Twitter? And one of them is always Michael Jordan, right? Or the most competitive people is always brought up. I'm not sure it would be as fun as we sometimes imagine. Stick around. Sports talk with a side of movie quotes.
1: I can't see nothing. Got to open my eye. Come here, man. I don't want to do it. Come here.
0: The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. What would Michael Jordan have been like with social media? It's one of the great questions, right? I feel, It seems like it always goes to like... um Oh, all the the parties, right? What would Rodman have been like? All the parties and all the pictures and all the trouble they would have gotten into. See, I mean, that's fun. That's a good part of the question, right? Every once in a while you hear like uh an old rock star or an old movie star or an old athlete say, like, Oh, the stuff the stuff we would have been caught doing if it's so old, so cool. Yeah, that's me. I wore a lot of scarves. Um I don't know that was like the, that was like a Mick, Mick Jagger slash like Johnny Depp reference. Um but I'm actually more more curious to be like you know Larry Bird reportedly back in when he was a rookie in the NBA every single rookie right got water carried bags on the road and on his first road trip he called like a team meeting and said I'm never carrying a piece of luggage would he have tweeted that? How funny would that have been, Mike? Uh, by the way, follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio nine four one. Um, follow me at Donnelly Sports. Michael Jordan, right? The whole Isaiah Thomas thing, or every time he went up against somebody that was called the Jordan Stopper, would he have been tweeting out playing another Jordan Jordan Stopper about to get forty? I think it would have made some of the the players that we really, really, really like a lot less likable? I don't think we really want the answer to the question. Meaning, uh, I think there'd be a lot more of what's going on with Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green right now. And Draymond Green, by the way, I'm not putting in the category of any of the players I just mentioned. I'm not basketball dumb. But I think there would be a lot of feeling like mic mic drop moments where like Michael Jordan would go, I got rings, and everyone would be like, oh! And then a lot of likes, a lot of likes, a lot of likes. We've seen this happen in real life without social media. Um, there's a great clip during an, an All Star game. Jordan, I believe he was at the Wizards at the time. Kobe believed he was fouled by by Jordan, and uh, Kobe was going like, hey, you got me on that one. And Jordan said, I got six, you only got three. Oh, like that's why I get the call. Or there's a great clip of Kobe sitting on a bench. Uh, and somebody across the way, we don't, we don't, we never find out who is talking trash, and you just see him hold up his hand and go, one, two, three, four, five, meaning five rings. Imagine if those guys were in the Twitter world, in their young competitive stage. It might sound a lot like Draymond Green on his podcast, The Draymond Green Show, when he was responding to Dylan Brooks, a good player but role player for the Memphis Grizzlies, talking trash on Draymond. This is how it went.
1: What I will say is this idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. Matter of fact, let me run this back. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you, you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. Should be happy that you even witnessed that. Or maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan, so that's crazy. Draymond talks a lot. I think if you have four, you talk a lot now, so if you have four rings, sure you talk a lot more. For All-Stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive Player of the Year, for damn sure we talk more. Need I say more?
0: Now. That's Draymond, so I know it's going to rub a lot of you the wrong way. But if that were Michael Jordan talking to Let me try to pick the right the right person here. Doc Rivers. I'm uh, sorry, Doc. Uh if if that were Michael Jordan saying, I talk a lot, but if you had 5 MVPs, if you had 6 rings, if you had all these all-stars, all these all defensive, wouldn't you talk? Everyone would go, oh! Draymond wasn't done, by the way.
1: If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball.
0: Again, I think this would happen a lot more in the 80s. Can't you, ju- can't you just, like, over much less significant stuff. Dominique Wilkins talking about the dunk contest, right? Karl Malone t- just putting out there, like, nobody's a better duo than me and my man John Stockton. Every, like a Horace Grant getting upset that he's not getting more credit for the, the The the... My point is this. Draymond is a wildly, wildly competitive individual. And he has a little bit of ammunition when it comes to trash talking. Handful, four of them, right? He has four rings and he says it so darn often. And all I can think of is there's a lot of people wired that way that are all time greats in the NBA. Not saying Draymond is, but there's a lot of people wired like him. Can you can you imagine? Like not maybe Hakeem Olajuwon is quiet, but Kenny Smith isn't, and he was on those teams, right? Draymond has a podcast. Can you imagine if Scottie Pippen had a podcast during the the second threepeat? And maybe not even Scottie Pippen. Right? Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr would be sitting there saying, I shot 45% from three. Like, I I just – both of these guys are getting a lot of hate. Dylan Brooks, I think it's pretty deserved. Draymond Green, I think it's pretty deserved. I just want you to know that I think some of your favorite players might be doing the exact same thing. Like, if you think somebody would have talked trash on – Kobe Bryant, and there wouldn't be like a four a.m. workout video where he would have been when he. Would, I'm talking about when he's 24, when he's 25, when he's uh, number eight, Kobe. If you don't think Shaq in Orlando wouldn't have had a rap diss going straight to Instagram, let alone TikTok. Huh, 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 I was waiting for it. Hey, did you I see was my waiting TikTok, for it, Robbie? I was you were, waiting for you,
2: it. you were. You're normally
0: I get surprised by it this time I was on top of it uh, get your text in now 757-687-9494 uh, because when we come back we're going to read your texts and we're going to ask does that do anything for you stick around hey let's get lit all day you've been texting the Tim Donnelly show at 757-687-9494 now it's time to read those texts and ask does that do anything for you on Priority Auto
1: Sports Radio 94.1.
2: That's right. Does that do anything for you? Brought to you by Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And Tim, from Greg and Gloucester, we kicked off the show talking about Jordan Love. Is it his time in Green Bay? And Greg believes that if it is Jordan Love's time in Green Bay, the Packers, they're going to finish last in the division.
0: Well, first of all, that's a compliment to the Bears. The Bears. The Bears have the number one pick in the NFL draft. They were the worst team in the not just the division, the league last year. Um, so I, I mean, we're just a huge insult to Jordan Love. Like he can take a pack, the Packers from knocking on the playoffs to horrendous. Uh, I I don't see like I. Obviously, anything can happen. I would not predict, bet on, guess that they will be the worst in the division but yes, it is possible
2: from the five one six. Do you see any possibility that the jets and the Packers just swap quarterbacks in the deal? So Zach Wilson goes to green Bay with Aaron Rodgers heading on over to New York. Uh, I do not for this reason. Um,
0: I don't think that's good for Wilson. I don't think that's good for love. The Packers don't want to bring in somebody who is too similar to love meaning young strong arm like the, the If they bring in another quarterback to compete, go with the veteran, right? It's like, you want Love to feel like it's his offense. You don't want him looking over the shoulder and seeing somebody gunning for him, and Zach Wilson would be. Uh, And for Zach Wilson, I've said this before, I think the best thing that could happen for Zach Wilson as far as, you know, having a long career in the league and, and maybe one day living up to the potential that he's shown, I think he needs to go back up somebody that's, like, entrenched. Go back up Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Go back up, somebody who you know, you're not taking their job and relax, take a deep breath for two seasons and then maybe come out on the other side, ready to to take another swing at it. But uh, I don't see, I don't see Wilson to the the Packers
2: making a ton of sense. Tim from the seven, five, seven Lamar Jackson and uh, Hopkins will be Falcons by the end of free agency. (laughs) And they did add, it's a little wishful thinking, but Hey, Uh, I'm, I'm down for it. If,
0: especially if Lamar goes to the the Falcons. The Falcons last year ran the ball more than anyone else in the the NFL. I mean they they ran their run to pass ratio was ridiculous. Um so much running. If they go get Lamar Jackson, let me put this one out there for you. Lamar and Derrick Henry Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons, was the offensive coordinator with the Tennessee Titans during some of the best years for Derrick Henry. Then you have the running threat of Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry. Plus, and I like some of their pass catching options, uh, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I don't think they need a wide receiver necessarily. That would be an offense that would be. And taking a little bit off of D. Henry with Algier. Yep, exactly. I, I, you know, I'm an Al. I used to call him Al Geyer, Didn't know his name. Uh, I'm, I'm an Algier guy. Uh, I, I just think that offense would be a steamroller. That would be very difficult to handle.
2: From Paul in Gloucester, I'm excited for the Lions this coming year because I believe there's going to be a break-in period for Jordan Love that he thinks the Lions can capitalize on. Everyone's excited about the Lions.
0: I, I wasn't a believer at first, but by the end I was all in. Dan Campbell, right? That, I mean, that's that's all you need to say. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Lions are... Whether Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is there or not, they're a legitimate threat to the division, and that is a huge credit to the, the core of players they have in Detroit.
2: Tim Lee in Warsaw, Texan, and we were asking for uh, advice for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He said, take the tag, ball out next season, hire an agent, and then break the bank. Well, he would have to ball out for two seasons because they could tag him again. You're right.
0: Um, just to be clear. And also... I think he wants more than $32 million on a one-year deal. Like, do you think anyone would just do him a solid? Because, like, if if no one signs him to an offer sheet, he's going to play for the Ravens for $32 million, which is a steal. So do you think he could just go to, like, a team that's going to draft a quarterback, Houston, and say, listen, sign me to a one-year $50 million deal. The, the Ravens are going to match because it's a one-year deal. Of course they will. Uh, that way they won't get me for dirt cheap and i'll get one year 50 million which will kind of stick it to them cuz they could have given me one year 45 on the exclusive tag and then uh and then i'll hit it again next year and just just make money i don't know that would have to be like a hey houston little solid you want, you want to do me a solid here give me an extra 15 milli 17 milli something like that uh interesting thought
2: tim from the 757 i'm not a cowboys fan but is using a tag on an injured running back good business? Whether the injury affects Pollard long-term or not, why spend $10 million on a running back that's hurt versus drafting a new one?
0: Well, you could you could sign a long-term deal to the, the injured running back. Uh, I think you talked to your medical staff. I mean, I think that's the, like, you know, he broke broke the foot or whatever he did on your watch. Your trainer saw him. You've been – if, if your, your medical staff says he's going to bounce back and – you know, again, you're not you're not risking yourself long term on a one year deal. So, uh, I don't hate that move. And he's he's 26, and he hasn't gotten a ton of wear and tear on his legs because he's been wrongfully behind Zeke on the depth chart. So, I'm I'm not I'm not upset with that move at all. And it's rare that I'm not upset with a Dallas Cowboys move. So that's says something. Tony Pollard is today's top shot, just because that texter was questioning their worth. Uh, If you want to be a top shot, check out Freedom Shooting Center, the premier shooting range and gun store in hampton roads uh thank you to robbie as always thank you to bill mullis for joining us earlier he is the owner of the langley speedway matter of fact if you stick around in a few minutes on the 757 at six you can hear that conversation once again bill mullis langley speedway coming up uh, to start the 757 at six also and most importantly thank you to larry king law for presenting the show if you're ever injured in an accident be sure to rem- remember this number 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. That's 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. It's going to do it for the Tim Donnelly Show. We'll be back tomorrow to round out the week. Uh, Again, 757 at 6 coming up next. Until tomorrow, everybody, have a great night.